0: The Betches Brides podcast, a show for the wedding-obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Nicole Pellegrino, and today we have a very special guest. She is one that you all have been begging us to bring on and requesting and sliding into our DMs with. She's a real estate agent on a little show called Selling Sunset. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. Just kidding. It's my literal favorite show ever. And she just so happened to recently marry the love of her life. And it was the most beautiful wedding ever. So welcome to the show, Heather Ray El Moussa, formerly Heather Ray Young. Yay, How are you?
2: you? I am so good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited.
1: Of course. We're so happy to have yeah. you on. Thank you so much. How is newlywed life treating you? Are you super busy? Are you
2: relaxed? Girl, I am never relaxed. <laughs> um, no, Same. no. I Honestly, like I am just so happy. I'm in like wedded bliss and everyone's like, you know, you have that honeymoon glow and I'm like. You really I do. It, oh, thank you. I hope it lasts <laughs> forever because I mean, I'm just so happy and you know, our wedding was the most beautiful thing. It was a dream wedding, a dream night. And I just, I love being Mrs. Almoose. I love being a wife. As you've seen, I talk about being a wife and engaged all throughout the show. And like, finally I found my Prince Charming.
1: I love it. You literally have that wedding glow. I didn't know if it was a good highlighter on your cheeks, but I think it's the newlywed glow. So, so that's just amazing. Um,
0: before a lot
1: we, of things. <laughs> yes, a mix of a lot. I got it. Um, before we get into all the wedding details, which we are going to get into, I just want to take it back to the beginning, um, sort of the shortened version of how did you meet Tariq and how slash when did you know that he was the one? Uh,
2: yeah, so I was actually 31 years old. I was living up in Los Angeles, you know, doing real estate. We had just finished filming season one of Selling Sunset um, I was newly ish single. I was in about a three and a half year relationship, a long distance relationship. And, you know, I was single and I had, I'd kind of given up on finding, I knew my soulmate was out there, but you know, when you date and you date and you date and it's like heartbreaking over and over and you're just so sick of it. I, I was just in that zone where I'm like, you know what, I'm done. And mm-hmm. I can't do this to myself anymore. I was too sad. And It was July fourth, twenty nineteen. I was down in Newport Beach. My girlfriend, she's like, Do you want to go down for um go on a yacht party? And I'm like, Sure, why not? You know, when you're single, you kinda like, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) You do everything. And so we drove down from Los Angeles to Newport Beach, which for people that don't know, people in LA don't come to Newport Beach. And Newport Beach don't really go to LA. It's kind of two different worlds. So for us to go down there was a big step for me, you know, and I hadn't been down in Newport in maybe eight, nine years. So we go down to this bar called Woody's. It's like a very popular bar here in Newport Beach. And there's only so many yachts that can fit on the docks. And it just so happened that Tarek's yacht was next to the yacht I was on. And a girlfriend of mine that I had known for over 10 years was on his yacht. And I looked down and I saw her and I waved and she said, come down. I jumped on his boat, literally I didn't even get a few words in and he's coming up to me and puts his hand out. Hi, I'm Tarek, And I'm like, I know you are like literally like not even barely seconds went by. And, and then he, you know, invited me to go to Paris with him that following weekend. How can you not
1: fall in love? Like
2: truly with that? I thought it was just a line, you know, I had been, going through you know bullshit and i'm like oh god another douchebag right and, mm-hmm. and and then he's like well do you want to go to vegas next weekend like basically just trying to get me to go and do anything with him and i'm like no i'm not gonna go and spend the night with you and go on a date <laughs> like out of, state, out of state like what are you talking about and and then i i think what did he do oh he took a selfie with me and posted it on instagram and i was like you're like not you-? yet Like, this is so weird, you know, and then we exchanged numbers. He kept asking me out and I actually ended up canceling our first date as well. Oh, funny how things happen like that. So one thing led
1: to another and you guys moved pretty fast because you weren't dating for that long, which is always how the best marriages end up happening. I'm convinced like I have friends who get engaged within a couple months and they're like the happiest, most loving relationships ever. Um, yeah. How did
2: he propose? Oh, well, yeah, it's so funny because we were just looking at photos last night back from the first day we met and kind of going through the timeline and looking at photos of like videos with the kids and our families coming together. And that was like literally two, three weeks after we met. Like I, I, I met the family right away. Our families came together. We moved in like it was just very fast. And he proposed three days after our one year anniversary And perfect timing. It was perfect. And three months in, we actually started looking at rings. And he told me, you know, I need closer to about a year. And then three days after our one year, he proposed. And he did it on Catalina Island here in uh, Southern California. And it was a spot that him and I went to quite often and had a little romantic getaway. And he shut down the whole beach. And he had roses.
1: Oh, I saw one of you posted a TikTok of... um it was him right before he did it and he took like a selfie video talking to you and he and I guess he showed it to you after. And I was like, more people, whoever's proposing in the relationship, more people should do that because that's so cute to have like after the questions popped. Like I'm sure you loved seeing so that.
2: Oh my God, it's so special and I love looking back on videos like that and mm-hmm. he was so like nervous and excited and I could see it and like hear it in his voice and now we have that forever, you know? So it's yeah. so special to look back.
1: I love that. Well, beautiful story of you two. You can tell, you know, your love is super real. And I'm so happy that you found the one. Um, But now let's get into the juicy parts of the wedding. Okay, so you had an old Hollywood style vibe. Can you tell us about this vision and the different elements for especially like the ceremony that really
2: brought that vibe to life? Yeah, so when we started talking about um, the colors and and the vibe of the wedding, you know, our home, it's, it's very like we, we brought in a lot of black champagnes, golds, um, very classic colors. And, um, you know, we're both in home design. We both love beautiful homes and I'm, you know, used to LA style and I've kind of bringing it down to Newport beach, I say, cause the homes down mm-hmm. here are very, you know, beach farmhouse, modern, but farmhouse and in and LA it's like right. sexy and moody and Hotel mm-hmm. houses, we call them. So that's kind of the vision we wanted to bring to the wedding. And um, I'm also very girly and feminine. I love pink. So Tariq was like, well, why don't we have pops of bright pink? So we, we tried to incorporate Ooh. that as well. Yeah. And Gosh. we just couldn't fully make it work. Um, like I wanted it to kind of build from the ceremony to be like very little pink and then up to the reception. Um a lot more pink, but when we, you, you'll see on the wedding special, we, and we start looking at the mock-ups, you get to see my reaction to the first mock-up that was like full pink. And I'm like, no, like this isn't my vision, but I'm a nice person too. So I wasn't like, no, I hate it. You know, I'm just like, right. Oh. Listen, you
1: gotta, you gotta be honest. It's your one day, hopefully your one wedding day. And you just, you have to say like, no, to. I don't care if you have to say no to
2: 75 mocks. You you're the bride. You deserve to get what you want. And that's kind of what I was, you know, we're, Tark and I are both so busy and we have a lot of people right. in our lives that, you know, they're helping us out. We have assistants. We have, a, we had incredible wedding planners, but you see on on the show, I say, you know, this is, I want to be able to just be like, you guys take charge. But what if we walked in and I was like, this is nothing that I wanted. It would have broken mm-hmm. my heart. Right. And, and that's
1: happened like- too. We see that happen with brides all the time. Like that truly happens. Like if you're not kind of like direct enough with your vendors, you'll walk into the wedding day and be like, "Oh wait, this is not what I was picturing at all." so it's better to go through all of the mocks with them and be as direct and upfront with them, even though you are busy or hire vendors that you trust too. I'm sure
2: you you had a wedding planner and everything We did, and they really helped bring our vision together and it was just and you'll see on the special. It was just timeless and classic and beautiful and white. We decided to go with white roses everywhere. Mm, so just you can't go wrong white. with that. Exactly. Like bright white roses. I was like they all have to be white. So it was yeah. just perfect.
1: And you guys originally had started planning, correct me if wrong, you pl- started planning your wedding in Cabo and then had to change
2: plans? Yep, yeah, that is very correct. So, you know, we started planning our wedding in the during the pandemic and we were trying to figure out time-wise, how long was this thing going to last? You know, and obviously no one knew and obviously we're still in it. So we didn't know how far to push it out. We didn't know how things were going to go. And, you know, we are going to do a three-day wedding in Cabo, bring all of our 150 guests there. And as we were planning and the pandemic was still happening and, you know, our fathers are both in their seventies, like mid seventies, you know, kind of our family members were expressing to us being nervous about flying and, And health reasons and we just started talking through it and we decided you know what we we have to move it to somewhere more local which honestly originally is what we wanted but we just couldn't find the right venue um to begin with and and then we also switched wedding planners we had also sent out save the dates we had to send out all new like just kidding save the (laughs) dates like people had already booked their hotels people already booked their flights And then, yeah, we kind of like started from scratch and um, started over again.
1: That's super relatable because like half of our audience had to do the same thing, including myself, had to literally move the wedding and everything. So, I mean, I think it makes the wedding day that much more special when you're finally there because you're like, I've been planning you forever. And so it just ends up being perfect. Speaking of perfect, before we, I do not want to not talk about your beautiful, Galia Lahav gown. Is that how? Um, we, is that even how we say the designer's name? I know it's an Israeli designer. It, um, yeah. And you mentioned your girly. I kind of got that vibe from it. From see, if you guys haven't seen the photos, we'll post them when we launch this episode. But I mean, I my jaw dropped when I, of course, was like stalking the Instagram stories on your wedding night. That dress was the most unique dress. It had like moments of sheer beads like that literally looked like they were painted on your shoulders. I mean, it was just not your typical wedding dress, but it was also just the most timeless dress at the same time, which is rare to find. Can you tell us about that process? Like, were you struggling to find the right dress or did you know right when you saw that? How did that go?
2: It actually went really smooth. I found my dress in the very beginning and I did not plan my dress around my location. I chose my dress based on what I really wanted and what I thought Tariq would really love to see me. So that was something that I think a lot of girls don't do. They choose a location, then they choose their dress. I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear. And obviously Cabo is insanely hot and my dress Mm -hmm. was long. sleeve. It was mesh. But I, when I went in, um, I went to only two places. I went to like one of those dress shops that has multiple designers and then I knew that I wanted to go try on Galia. And so I just went with my mom for the first couple times. I didn't want to smart. have everyone else. So yeah, smart. I just, I'm, you know, I know what I like and mm-hmm. I don't want to be influenced by other people. So just my mom, I knew my mom would support me no matter what. And my mom, I knew when I saw her face and we both had that feeling, I knew it would be the one. And that's what happened. We went to Galia. I told my, um, I don't know what they're called, but my, the girl that helps me find my dress, um, she, I told her like what I had envisioned. I wanted something more sleek and tighter to my body. But mm-hmm. um, Tark had seen me in this white dress when it was actually for, um, funny enough, Christine Quinn on my show it was for her wedding back in the day. Oh yeah, I wore this. Oh, we
1: saw that one. Everyone wore,
2: <laughs> everyone wore white and she wore black, so that's mm-hmm. why don't get the don't get the wrong impression. I didn't wear white to her wedding, but we were all supposed <laughs> Can to. Can you so. imagine? Oh my god. You wouldn't oh God, be here would today
1: never, if if that, <laughs> <never>. <laughs> no, like literally, I don't know if we'd be talking to you today because she's, she can be a vicious one, but go on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone out there, do not wear white to the wedding or rehearsal dinners or engagement parties unless yeah.
1: you are told to. Unless <laughs> it's anyways, a white attire party, which a lot of people do, I've seen these days. Um.
2: So Tark saw me in this like, well, that night I wore this high necked, long sleeve, uh, dress, white dress. And he'll like never forget that moment. And I think in that moment he envisioned me as his bride, to be honest, he kind of like says that in the past. And so I was thinking I wanted something, maybe even long sleeve, higher neck, sexy. Mm-hmm. Like he told me, I want you to look sexy AF, but like, I also wanted to be classic and classy. So, um, the designer or the the girl helping me pulled about six, seven dresses and I think it was about the fourth dress I tried on. And on the rack, it looked like nothing special. And mm-hmm. I put it on and my mom and I were both just like, wow, like this is it. And my mom started crying. And I just like That's I knew, knew it was the one. Yeah. And I love that it looked like I had lingerie, like a garter almost like underneath. Mm-hmm. I had like this body, this corset on, and I I lift I actually had them lifted up so it looked like I was wearing just like uh, lingerie. And so we made a few different changes to the dress, but it was pretty much right off the rack. I I, I um, did like a sweetheart. I, I changed the top of the dress. Obviously, it was very tight to my body, so you couldn't even tell it was long sleeve. But oh, it was, it was gorgeous.
1: I mean, it was seriously the coolest dress I've ever seen. And you just – you did it right. You took just one person, your mom – I always tell brides, just do that because you don't need everybody's opinions. And even if they do say, oh, I love it, sometimes you can tell if they're lying, like you can tell they don't truly love it. And then it literally starts to taint your perspective about your own dress. So I tell people, just take your mom, take your maid of honor, one or two people that you trust. And I love that you said you disregarded the weird advice that everyone gives you about matching it to the venue because... I'm like, what? How am I supposed to match a dress to the freaking venue that you just went with what you were comfortable in? And girl, girl, it worked.
0: Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly.
1: Let's talk about the guest list. So obviously, I know you and Tarek are very busy people. You know a lot of people. You, I'm sure it was tough to really narrow that guest list down. Um, how did you decide who was invited? And my favorite question, was everyone from the Oppenheim group invited? Or were there any that you were like,
2: nah, you don't need to be here? Well, honestly, I say the guest list out of everything was the hardest thing for me to do. Oh, um, yeah. Tark was somewhat involved, you know, but I actually did a really good job at, you know, I know his friends really well my friends really well. And, um, we had had the engagement party. We had had the bachelor bachelorette party. And, um, I must say our group of friends and family meshed so well together. People have now become best friends from all the events we've had, like it's surrounding the wedding, which is so special mm-hmm. for us to see because, they're all invited to each other's birthdays and weddings and everything else. And it's just, it makes me so happy that Mm -hmm. we bring people together. Um, We wanted a small, intimate wedding. Originally, we talked about doing under a hundred people, which is crazy. So much easier said than done because it's so hard to narrow down to that. It's so hard. So we kind of just started writing out like a rough list and then it's like, oh, we're already at 90 people. We cannot do Mm -hmm. this. So we kept it around we wanted it around 140 it ended up being around 150 or so perfect. and it was perfect it didn't seem like too many it didn't seem like not enough we wanted just like our best friends and family there and when we looked out it was people that loved us supported us cared about us we didn't mm-hmm. want random people we didn't allow plus ones we kept it very oh, intimate wow. and special yeah uh, and were are all the Oppenheim group teammates there um, most of them, well, all of them were invited. Um, all my cast members were invited except for, um, Christine and, you know, like I said a little bit ago, we wanted to look out and see people that ultimately just love, supported us and that, right. you know, loyalty to us is number one. And I, you know, I just did not want to have someone there that hasn't been a hundred percent supportive of, of right. our relationship and me and, um, a true friend to me. So
1: I think that is really awesome though because we I mean the number one question we get from our audience is like about the guest list like should I invite this person should I and I think like that was probably not easy for you to do like inviting you know a bunch of coworkers except for one but your I tell brides like you invite who you truly want to love and support you there it's your wedding day you don't want to invite somebody who you know is going to talk shit about your wedding behind your back there at the wedding or afterwards so I think that's really inspiring to other brides and like you doing that is going to empower them to invite who they want.
2: It was hard because Tark and I too, we both have really big hearts and you know, we really care about people and their feelings and you know, you you invite that person and then you're like, oh shoot, well then do I need to invite them? And after so many times of saying that I I finally said, honey, I don't want to look out and see people Mm -mm. that we haven't talked to in six, seven months to a year. Like, Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense to me. This is our our special day and our intimate day that we want to share with people that truly are in our lives that love us, and so we really stuck with that, and it it made everything more special. It it truly truly did. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Speaking mm-hmm. of love and making everything special, I love the relationship that you have with Tarek's kids, Taylor and Brayden, right? That's yeah, I mean, you're kind of like their bonus mom. I just I think you have the most beautiful stepmom relationship with them. Can you talk about how they were
2: included through different aspects of the wedding? It was so important for us to make sure that they were included and that they felt special as well. And um, same with our whole family. It wasn't just about me. This was our day for all of us and our families uniting officially. And it was really um, important to us that everyone felt included. And so, you know, Taylor, we designed a dress for her, like, specially for her. It was, like, custom-made Um mm-hmm. And so she helped kind of with the design process. She wanted it to look similar to mine. And so we took that um, into consideration. It was, I know, so That's cute. That's so cute. And I kind of, like, gave her whatever job she wanted, head, ma- you know, maid of honor, even though my sister was my maid of honor. But right. Taylor was, like, head bridesmaid, head flower girl, kind of whatever she wanted to be. That was, you know, whatever she wanted. I um Braden, Brayden, we got him a special shark suit. He's obsessed with sharks. So we got it lined with sharks and we got um, him shark cufflinks. And you'll see on the wedding special, oh, my God, he held the shark suit out the whole time walking down the aisle. Like Stop. Like, to show everybody, yeah. He so, was so proud of it. Oh. So proud of it. I know. It's so cute. And then Tariq walked Taylor down the aisle. So, you know, that was really special. We gave her the option, do you want to walk with the other girls or do you want to walk down with daddy? And she wanted to walk down with daddy and... They are so close. Like, their relationship is so strong. And when I met Tarek, you know, obviously it's a scary thing meeting kids and especially a daughter, right. you know, and is she going to accept me? Is she going to allow me into their lives? And honestly, from the first day I met her and them both, but the first day I met her, especially she made up a song and it was like Heather and Tarek sitting in a tree and she like combined our names together. And oh. first comes love, first comes marriage, then comes a baby. Like. The first day I met her and then Welcome. I put her tonight, to bed every single night after that to have like special girl time and bonding. And so my love Heather, and I'm my bond. I'm literally going to cry. Go on. But honestly, it shows how special these kids are that yeah. at that young, they opened their hearts to allow a woman into their lives that they had never met before, you know, and they they love their dad so much that happiness means more to them than anything. And mm-hmm. to see their dad mm-hmm. so happy that they he met me like she just, she wanted that so bad for him. So yeah, my bond with the kids yeah. is so strong. Tark and I have almost been together. I mean, it's going on, it's going to be three years and to watch the kids grow from three years old and eight years old to now six and 11, it's, it's mind blowing. Like, we look back right. on like the photos yeah. last night and I was like reminiscing and they were babies, you know, they're so little. And yeah. now, you know, our bond has just grown so much. And, I'm so lucky to have them in my life. I truly am. Yeah, and I
1: mean, we see
2: like part of this
1: podcast we always talk about all the time is like the weird family dynamics that obviously surface during planning a wedding and during the wedding day and not including and including different family members and especially with divorced parents and step-parents that can always be the drama and the messy moments in weddings. But yours was the complete opposite. I'm like, all stepmoms and all step kids. I didn't know that they welcomed you that like amazingly. That's everybody it. needs to take notes because I mean that's truly that you couldn't ask for a better step relationship there. Oh. I mean that's just great. so didn't you you guys did vows to the kids as well, right?
2: We did, yes. So we it was really important to us that we wrote our own vows. I started my vows. I must say all the brides out there, I recommend doing it in advance, um, not yes. waiting until the last minute. Like I gave myself probably about two months to start writing down notes and um, I would voice memo myself and I would mm-hmm. text myself so that I would always like have it to go back or things would pop into my head like late at night and you know, Target would be sleeping next to me and I'm like writing my, my, you know, my notes next to me because you think, oh, I'll remember it the next day. You don't remember no. it the next day. It does not come back to you. So in that moment... Just write it down. I promise you it will be so much better. Tarek waited until like a week and a half for the wedding and he was stressing a little bit, but then he's, I mean, he speaks so beautifully.
1: I've never thought of that. Like that's every, everyone I know waits till the week of to write their vows and they think that like the emotions are going to surface during the week of the wedding and that's when you'll feel all sentimental. But I love that you started and just would jot down, like just use a notes app on your phone or something. To jot down notes because it's in those little moments every day that, like you, I think, are show the true love in a relationship. Like in the little moments when he's, you know, making a coffee for you in the morning or what, what have you. That's when you should take note of that and then bring it all together for your vows because then that'll show like your true day to day
2: relationship
1: versus like this rushed thing that you procrastinated on.
2: And you know, it's hard to write vows to your Soulmate, you know, it, it was like, how do I put all my feelings and emotions and how I feel about him? First of all, to say it in front of 150 yes. people and then ask millions of people that are going to be watching, you know, these are m- very intimate, special words you say to each other. And, um, and you don't want to give everything away, right? But like you right. want to because this is your moment to tell him how you feel and promise like everything. And, and like, but also Tark and I were kind of open to each other about our vows. Like, the length, Um, like I briefly like without him seeing it, showed him how long mine was. So Mm -hmm. his wasn't like a paragraph and mine was 10 paragraphs, right? That's smart. Um, Every couple should do that because there's been some
1: scenarios where literally it's like one person wrote three pages and it's like so obviously better than
2: the other one.
1: So yeah. (laughs) That's
2: so funny. Yeah. That's a fear. I mean, that's something that you have to think about. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, we decided we wanted to um, do our vows to the kids because I'm not only vowing myself to Tariq, I was vowing myself to the children. And and when I committed to Tariq, I was committing to them 100% as well. And mm-hmm. so it was important to us that um, they were very included with that. And I wrote mine and I read mine because I was, you know, I knew I'd be so emotional. And we actually called the kids up. We were debating having the kids up with us the whole time or, you know, calling them up and having them included. And we decided to call them up say our vows to them and then continue our vows, just him and I. And that's also why we chose not to have a wedding party. We wanted it to be just me and him having that special intimate moment together up there and and mm-hmm. just being so connected with each other. And, um, but yeah, Tarek spoke from his heart, um, his vows, to the kids, and it was just, oh. Were God, there tears? So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, Love he it. cried more than I did. I think <laughs> for me, I was like, my makeup, my makeup, my makeup, right? And, yep. Um. He started crying before he even we started. He started crying the moment he was walking Taylor down the aisle. I love that. I love when the groom cries more than the bride.
1: And it happens like a lot more than you'd think, I feel like.
2: Love You know, that. it's because they don't they they say, I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry. He was like mm-hmm. adamant, like, no way. Like, and I'm like, Yes, you are. Like he started crying when he proposed. I'm like, Yes, you're totally going to. And it was so cute. Like, as I was waiting to I gotta tell you though right before I walked down the aisle, I don't know how you felt. I started having this like nervous, nervous oh, yeah. attack. Like I kept thinking my high heel was going to fall off. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, it's falling off. It's falling off. And my dad, you know, he's with me, calming me down. I'm like, and then my wedding planners are all around me. I'm like, it's falling off. I'm not going to walk down the aisle. My heel's yep. going to come off. I'm going to fall. Like I was having and, this moment. And I'm Well, for yeah. you, it's like, I would be,
1: I mean, every bride gets nervous before walking down the aisle, I'm pretty sure. Because also it's like, we we always say it's like a performance because you have your guests there. But for you, yours is being televised, which we'll get to. Um, wow. Like, wh- was Did that add any extra pressure throughout all of the wedding process, just because you
2: both are already in the public eye so much? We're used to it, you know, and yeah. it was really important to us to make sure that Filming it had nothing, like it did not compromise our wedding at all. And obviously, you know, we went back and forth with filming it or not filming it. It was a big decision for us to film it. And now I'm so happy that we did. But for me and like the the wedding day was so important and intimate and special. We didn't want anything to compromise that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't want it to be like a show, you know, like this was our wedding. It was our real wedding. So you know, when we decided to to agree to film it with HGTV, we had creative control with them, and they really listened to how we wanted it filmed, what we wanted in there. And we we told them we wanted it filmed like a wedding video, and that's what they did. We never noticed them. We didn't pay attention. They oh, weren't so they were essentially face. your wedding videographer, pretty much. Basically, we also had a wedding videographer, but basically okay. that's how it was shot. It was shot like a wedding video, not like a TV show. So that was so important to us. And they did such a good job making sure that they stayed loyal to that. And Mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing the cameras barely at all, but I don't think it made me more nervous. Um, I think just honestly that moment right before, like, it's like, okay, it's go time. I was like, I just was like, I don't know. I can't, I was saying like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Not in the way that I can't go and marry my my soulmate, but just like I was having a moment and, Mm -hmm. um, I forgot where I was going with that, but. <laughs> did anything,
1: I mean, that's the thing. You can, you have a moment. I, I always recommend take a shot of something before. I know I, that helped to calm the nerves. Um, did anything like go wrong during the ceremony or during the whole wedding day? Or did it all kind of run smoothly? Or did something oh go God. wrong and you just not notice? Because that's a case too. Girl,
2: my day was perfect. Like honestly, Tark and I, um, we spent the night together the night before, so we weren't, we didn't do the traditional don't see each other thing. Um, we, Love it. you know, we're best friends. I like, didn't want to be away from him. So we spent the night together and then the next morning it was, you know, it was relaxed. Like we didn't start glam and hair and makeup until, well, I didn't jump in, in glam until, um, well, I was supposed to jump in at noon. I was an oh, that's, hour late. I oh, ended that's up jumping late. in at one o'clock. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Wait. it was really funny. I was adamant about not being ready too long in advance. I, I did not want to take a billion photos. I'm I said like I'm a pro. Like I don't need hours and hours and hours. Like I've been modeling since I was 21 years old. Like right. I know my angles. I know what I like and so I knew I could knock it out pretty fast. That's and so, so nice. Like, I am yeah, and so I just you know, we all started getting ready like you know, my mom and everyone started getting glammed at around, I think 10, nine 30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tariq was there with us. Um, I we had that. like two big rooms. So it was like a big suite and we had three bedrooms. So all the girls were getting ready in the living room area. And then we had two bedrooms that were kind of in the back and a separate door. So Tariq could go out that door and not come into where all the girls were. But, you know, I was also kind of, I'm a very, Caretaking wife. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure he was good. I I love that, though,
1: because on the wedding day, sometimes it's like, oh, everybody's so concerned making sure the bride is having the best morning, the best day. And literally, you just forget about the groom. Like, he fends for
2: himself. That's kind of what ended up not happening, but everyone was so focused on me. And like, I didn't find this out until later that night or the next day, Targ told me his day. (laughs) was so different than mine. Mine was chill. Mine was fun. Mine was like oh God. relaxed, like no pressure and stress. And usually it's the opposite. I thought he was going to be doing shots with the boys, maybe like doing like, you know, golfing or whatever. I thought he was going to be doing his like boy thing. And he had a very stressful day. They had to move rooms three times to get ready. The air wasn't working at any of the rooms. And like we're at a beautiful venue of yeah. high-end Seven star hotel or six star whatever it was hotel like gorgeous venue so it's not like we're at a place that doesn't have air right it just right. was broken everywhere we went and then one of the of rooms course. hadn't been cleaned so like his sister's shit was everywhere so they couldn't get ready there we're filming this too right so it's like it had to be aesthetically pretty background right. and the poor thing is just his day was so different than mine he obviously I I had no clue about it no one told me he didn't make he didn't make me aware of it but Yeah, his day was more rough than mine. (laughs) Yeah, oh my God. Of course, the universe had to send just something, just at
1: least one hiccup in the day. That was it, everything else was perfect. Oh my God, that's amazing and very rare to hear because sometimes it rains, I don't know, something goes wrong. Your reception, I mean, we could talk about it for literally ever. It was gorgeous. But what were just some of your favorite parts of the reception that made it special and kind of unique to you guys as a couple?
2: So when we um, walked in, we were announced by our friend Bruce Buffer, who announces the UFC fights. And unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Yes. Yeah. So he's a good friend of ours. So he was supposed to be there announcing us, but he got sick and he couldn't come. So he Recorded it for us and did a recording and um, announced our walk-in and then right away we went into our first dance and that was such a special moment because we chose our first dance song. It was like one night we were in our kitchen, we had the Alexa on and mm-hmm. you know I'm making dinner and this song comes on and it's called One Man Band and he comes out of the, I think he was in the bathroom. He comes out and we all start like dancing with each other and. And we're like, this is it. We hadn't heard the song before. And we were listening to the words. And we're like, this is it. And we listened to it over and over and over. And then a month before the wedding, we decided we're not listening to it at all anymore. And we're going to wait till our wedding night. So then we heard it for the first time in like a month on our wedding night. And and um, so that was a very special moment. Dancing with my dad was very special. And then seeing Taylor and Tarek have their first dance, that was like such a beautiful moment. And then – we had um, flip flops made for everyone, so like when they their feet got sore, they could all change into their flip flops. And we had like a photo booth station, which was really fun for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then the best, one of the best parts of the night was the late night pizza. We had homemade, like fresh pizza being made outside in like a pizza oven. Yum. And like you know, you're drunk, you're hungry. Midnight rolls around, and we we were like, we need we needed food. So we had set that up, thank goodness. And everyone, that was like their favorite part. I'm out there in my wedding dress, like chowing down on vegan pizza, <laughs> and, like drunk, like laughing, having fun. So that was that was our favorite part.
1: Yeah, we had a lot of questions from the audience being like, we know she's vegan, proud vegan. You know, t- was, were all, was all your food at the wedding vegan or did you do kind of a mix of both? What kind of food? We my mouth now. is already watering
2: thinking yeah. of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was incredible. We wanted very special wedding food. We wanted people that really have an experience. So when we went for our tasting, um, the chef is just incredible at our venue. So, um, we had a mix, we had options for everyone, but we had a full vegan menu as well. And then we also had a gluten-free vegan cake. His Tarek is, um, he has celiac, so he's gluten-free. So does my we husband. Get a- a oh, little bonding yes, moment over celiac. bonding <laughs> moment over celiac, our husband. <laughs> yes. Um, and so we had this vegan bolognese. And oh, my God, people that aren't vegan were raving about the bolognese. Like, after they were coming up to me and they're like, Heather, that was like the best bolognese I've ever had. And Yum. so we made sure, like, the food was all incredible. We had this amazing vegan salad, this butternut squash soup um, that everyone was raving about. So it was Amazing. I must say though, to the brides, make sure you eat because mm-hmm. you're so bombarded by guests and people wanting photos, wanting to talk to you. It's overwhelming, and and you forget that like you're supposed to be eating and having moments with your husband and having moments with your your guests. It flashes by so fast. Like we were like, oh my god, it's over. Did I mm-hmm. eat enough? Did I dance enough? Did I take enough photos? Like it's just this flash, and it's, it's over. So please eat rides. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, literally, or I tell people appoint somebody, if you want to eat, but you keep getting bombarded, that's what your planner, that's what your maid of honor, like those people have to jump in and shield you as if you are Justin Bieber and they're your security, like literally oh. just <laughs> shield you from guests. And
2: that way you don't have to be the bad guy who's like, I got go, <laughs> to go eat. And that's you what know. they did. Like when we first walked in after the dances, it was so funny. It was like we were standing on the dance floor and, and this line formed of people wanting to take our photos with us, right? Like all of mm-hmm. our guests. And Tark and I, it's like, hi, 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 photos, photos, photos. And we look at each other and we hadn't even had a moment to just sit mm-hmm. and take it all in and, and eat and like have our first cocktail and He goes, babe, like, this is, I can't do this anymore. And so I'm like, guys, we got to cut this off. So they grab us and we go and we sit in our sweetheart table and, um, you know, we, we didn't, so we didn't really make the rounds throughout the tables. They more came to us, um, towards like the the middle, towards the end, you know, um, before everyone started dancing and, and during dinner, we got up and we did start kind of making our rounds. But I think, you know, it was kind of nice kind of knocking out a lot of photos in the beginning, Um, And then kind of being like, okay, we're done for now and take a break and then go back out and start mingling again.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's nice that they came to you because the rounds can get like exhausting, I feel like. Exhausting. But um, from the overall day, this is literally our favorite question to ask because, you know, the bride's audience never wants to make any mistakes. So we love learning from other brides' mistakes if they have any Was there anything that you would have done differently for the wedding, for the wedding weekend, throughout the whole
2: day, you know, whatever? Gosh, um, to be honest, everything was perfection. But if I can give advice, Mm -hmm. it would be definitely go take a moment with your husband or, you know, with your wife and, and go take a moment by yourselves to soak everything in because, you truly blink and it's over, and 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 you're like, did I did I do enough? Did I talk to everyone enough? Did I dance mm-hmm. enough? You know, like I said earlier. And but honestly, people aren't caring. Like I felt guilty, like oh my god, did I not talk to my aunt enough? You know, did I not take enough photos of people? And they no understand. Yeah, knows. they understand. And so don't feel guilty. Like it's your day. Um, don't feel guilty. De- Tark and I definitely had that pressure a little bit, and. And everyone was like, stop it. Like, just, like, mm-hmm. this is your night. And you did a perfect job. But honestly, everything was amazing. Um, but I would just say soak it all in and really take in those moments and and step back and mm-hmm. and really, like, like take it all in and um, have that moment. So that's, that's my advice. That was my same biggest takeaway.
1: I was like, it just goes by in the blink of an eye. So just soak it all in however you can. Like put your phone away, yeah. be with your significant other, literally grab their hand and do not let go because you'll get pulled. So yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah. You have to like link arms and stay together mm-hmm. the whole night. You will get separated. And then all of a sudden you're like, where is he? But we, we definitely, I think yeah, we always stayed together the whole time, pretty much the whole time. There was like little moments I stepped away and um, you know, went to the bathroom or my girls came and helped me. And because mm-hmm. uh, going potty and that and the dresses are impossible. That's like all you need an army. <laughs> you
1: need a diaper. Just like literally wear an adult diaper and you'll be uh, sad.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's play a game. Now it's time for Unpopular Opinions brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. Some of these opinions might be unpopular, but you know what's really popular? High noon hard seltzer with flavors like pineapple, black cherry, watermelon, grapefruit, peach, lime, mango, and passion fruit. They've got you covered for whatever occasion, be it your batch party, bridal shower, cocktail hour, you name it. So our first opinion for today is wearing one dress the whole night is
2: fine. I totally agree. Did you wear more than one? No, I wore, obviously, you love my dress. I was Mm -hmm. obsessed with my dress. I wanted to wear it all night. Like, I couldn't get enough of it. I would have slept in it, to be honest. So, no, I I kept on the same dress the whole night. I didn't want to leave and change and change my hair. I wanted to soak it all in with my husband as long as possible.
1: That's such a good point because changing, when when your wedding day is so jam-packed with Things to like photos and then straight into the reception, changing into a second look, that takes time. My sister told me that before my wedding. She was like, are you sure you want to change? Because even that takes time, like away from enjoying your wedding. So I love yep. that you wore because usually, you know, the celeb weddings, they have like we just saw Paris Hilton. She, I think she had 10 throughout the whole weekend, 10 different outfits. <laughs> so I love that you stayed in the one because you loved it. So I loved it. we agree. We agree with that opinion. Wearing one dress the whole night is more than fine. So the next one yep. is engagement parties are unnecessary. These are all submitted Oh my God, by I
2: loved... Audience. I don't agree with that. I, I mean, I loved engagement party because, like I said earlier, it brought all of our friends together and family together and they were able to, like, get to know each other mm-hmm. and form a bond. So then on the wedding night... It was just like best friends all getting together again. So the engagement party is a must for me. Like, I think you have to do that. You have to start celebrating your love early because the wedding is a flash and it's over and you're going to be sad that it was over.
1: I love that, though, because it's like a little pre-wedding. You get to, see who sh- you get to start seeing who's going to be there and show up for you and be supportive. And then, yeah, they all meet and become friends. And it's an excuse to yeah. get more gifts, which we love. So...
2: Uh, more gifts more drinks more food more fun right You
1: <laughs> can never have too many of those all right so but. the last one is you don't need a videographer this is always a really like uh polarizing concept it's like do we or do we not need videographers at our wedding
2: i think you must have a videographer at your wedding and you can find someone that's not super expensive mm-hmm. you can get quotes I got three different quotes from three different videographers and then I went back and watched all all you know all of their videos again to kind of see. And to be honest, I mean obviously there's some that are way better than mm-hmm. than others, some that are way more expensive than others, but you can find an incredible videographer for a great price. Oh yeah. It is so worth it. And later you have to think about later on in life showing your kids, your grandkids, your family mm-hmm. having moments when maybe you're not getting along with your husband and your wife and and you guys are fighting out something and you sit and you watch that video and you remember the love you had on that day and, you know, you had with your family and it brings back all these beautiful moments together. And I truly think you have to have a video. You have mm-hmm. to. It's just, I'm a sentimental woman. So looking back on things, it's so, it, it, it's so important. It right. really is.
1: I agree with what you said. Like, obviously we don't all have, you know, unlimited wedding budgets, but you can find videographer. get a billion quotes. You can find videographers who are new, maybe they're newer starting out so they can charge a little bit less. Or I don't, maybe it's like a video savvy college kid. I don't know. Just find somebody to videograph
2: your wedding yeah. because you're going to want or that. Or someone finish. in your family even, or like an extended family member, right. like, you know, give them a couple hundred bucks. Like it doesn't have to be thousands and thousands and thousands right. of dollars. Oh, yeah. I must, that is something that brings up when you said, "Dua, is there anything I would change? I would make sure you have a budget for your wedding mm-hmm. and your budget is like known by everybody. Like, don't be wishy-washy about your budget because we were a little wishy-washy. Like we didn't really know what budget to set and what not to set because I didn't want to like not have enough. I didn't want it right. to be too over the top. I didn't know what to do. And I definitely feel like I was too wishy-washy to everyone around me, and yeah. we ended up going. I I, I mean, it's it's unfathomable <laughs> the amount that we went over our, our wedding budget. <laughs> but you know what? It was my dream wedding. wanted mm-hmm. one. We had my dream wedding. We did it. But I would say, set your budget and make sure everybody knows your budget because mm-hmm. it, it can you can you can just go overboard with a wedding. It's never ending. Right. <laughs> so. That's something I would go back and probably change and prioritize what's like
1: when you're making that budget prioritize the I always say the three things that are most important to you like mine was entertainment so we really wanted a good band um location because we wanted our out-of-town guests to feel so basically prioritize what's important to you and spend you know splurge a little more on that don't splurge my thing is like decor I was like I don't need a little sign or a Flower wall or this or that in all these different locations. So, yeah, I mean, I I love that tip though because budget is the worst, literally the worst part of planning a wedding. Oh
2: uh, yeah.
1: Well, that was unpopular opinions brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. It's so good. It's only 100 calories and gluten free too, which is great for our celiac husbands. So here's the thing. I don't know about you, Heather, but literally my favorite. Drink in the World is High Noon. I had it all over my wedding, my pre-wedding events. So you can find where to purchase High Noon by visiting highnoonspirits.com. Heather, I mean, this was lovely talking to you. I feel like we could have 10 more episodes because there's so many details on your wedding that we didn't get to, but they will be able to watch them. Can you tell us about when your special is?
2: Yes, it's coming up December 16th. And it'll be on HGTV and on Discovery Plus, so you can stream it as well. And um, I think you might know the time better than me. Oh, my God. I think it's coming on at – is it 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock? I wrote down 8 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, yeah, I was right. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and it's called Tarek and Heather, the Big I Do. And honestly, I think you're going to walk away wanting more of that too. So then we'll probably, like, you know, put out some of our wedding video and, like, more wedding content because – they crammed, you know, all the pre-wedding and wedding stuff into the hour, which you know I wish it was like a two-hour special, but you still get to see so many beautiful moments. So I'm so excited for you guys to see it. Awesome. And um, how long have you been married? I got to oh, ask you that before girl, we leave.
1: trust me. This audience has heard all about my wedding, but I I'm that
2: type of person that just keeps talking about it. I do too, though. I get people being like enough and I'm like enough of what? It's a wedding. Like I'm in love. I'm a bride. I'm never going to want to see. Yeah. I'm obsessed with being a wife. I'm obsessed with being married and I'm obsessed with my wedding. Like I'm never going to stop. I love it. I love love. So I'm like you. Same, same. So
1: I got married September 4th of this past year then went into the honeymoon. It was just, it was amazing. It feels like it was- We so are still a newlyweds. Right, exactly. I'm like, let me at least till the end of the year and then I'll lay off maybe on talking
2: about it. So Tark can I ask that? What's your opinion? How long can we say we're newlyweds? Because- Forever. I was saying like six months, but I mean, we can feel like newlyweds, but like how long can we tell people we're newlyweds?
1: Honestly, good question. We've I've never even thought about that. I would say at least six months, but honestly, maybe even up to a year. Yeah, I say I own it, own the newlywed thing. You, I mean, anybody who gets married and has to go through the process of planning a wedding, I think you deserve to call yourselves whatever the fuck you want until whatever. <laughs> but um, I think up to a year because isn't the technical etiquette about wedding gifts that like guests have up to a year to get you a gift? I
2: didn't know that. I, okay, that's, that's the thing,
1: which I feel like everybody just gets gifts right away anyways, or like should at least. But yeah, I don't know. I'd go by that.
2: I like it. Okay, a year. Let's stick to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well,
1: thank you so much. And um, we will continue watching the, the wedding special and just your life as newlyweds in general.
2: Thank you. This is so fun. I'm so happy. I got to talk all love and weddings with you. All right. Thanks, Heather.
1: And till death do mm-hmm. us
2: part. Yay. <laughs> till death do us part. Bye. Bye.
0: The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Nicole Pellegrino, Sean Kilby, and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Batches.